Welcome to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Cook. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Kurt Yagi, who is the Executive Director of Rock, Real Options for City Kids, which is operating in San Francisco. Kurt, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here. It's amazing. I'm so excited to learn more about you and your story and what led you to Rock. And uh, also, of course, about the rock itself. So um, without further ado, please share with me, like, what's your background? What is it that, uh, that, that really led you to this? Uh, I mean, it's, it, it does go further back than what I'm about to tell you, but I was a, in college, I was a computer science major. So I was geared towards being in the technology and business sector. And I actually did that after graduating from uh, UC Davis. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly when and date myself, but it was quite <laughs> a bit of year quite a few years ago. And so my first job out of college was working in technology for a big uh, consulting firm. And I just jumped. It was sort of the first dot-com era around that time. So I guess I did just date myself. Um, So I just did that for a while. And sort of, you know, coming from a family of both my parents were teachers, I had nurses in the family, people who give back. Um, Here I was in the corporate world in downtown San Francisco, making money for other people, other businesses. And, you know, I just always felt something was missing. Um, and so really just kind of long story short, I just, uh, you know, there was a, a day that I decided, you know what, I need to do something more. And just randomly, I was in this adult soccer league and randomly got a email from a teammate saying there's this organization called rock. They have a need for volunteers for their Saturday program. They happen to be doing soccer this weekend. Do you want to come? I kind of jumped at it and just, that was my introduction to rock. Wow. And, and it sounds like you had one of those, was it a, was it an epiphany moment that you had that caused you to say, okay, I want to go and do good rather than just making money? Or was it like a slow process for you? It was, I, I think it was always in the back of my mind that I should be doing something uh, more socially conscious. Um, what kind of happened to lead me up to that volunteering was I tore my ACL in uh, in a soccer league of all things, and I was on the bench and I had to be at home and I had time to actually think and I hadn't done that in a long time. And so, really, just it was one of those things where I sort of reflected on my life that time and said, you know what, I think I need to do something more. I don't know what that is. I feel like. The goal is eventually to be out of the corporate sector and doing something, whether it's teaching or in a nonprofit. But I just know the first step is I probably should find somewhere to to learn and, and volunteer. And that's sort of just it sort of happened where when I was just about recovered, I got that email uh, regarding Rock. Uh, I I interact with so many young adults now through the nonprofit that I that I run, and so many of them are looking are incredibly talented, going to great universities, but are, it's almost become a trend. Like you were, you're at the head of that uh, before others were jumping into that space. Uh, l- looking back, like, do you feel like you missed out on something or do you feel good about taking that, that leap? Yeah, you know, the, the transition to becoming executive director, it actually took about five years. So from the moment that I started as a volunteer, this was 21 years ago. Wow. You, you dated know, yourself. I, I just dated myself <laughs> uh, with actual numbers. That's right. Um, you know, so for the moment that I started volunteering, it was, it was really a five-year transition of volunteer every Saturday. Okay, now take vacation time to go to camp with kids. 
Okay, now suddenly I'm running programs on Saturday. Wait, now I'm on the board. And so that transact, uh, the transition took about five years and, and sort of the timing was right. So that, you know, at that five-year mark when the existing executive director stepped down, it was really, you know, a no-brainer for me to step in. And, and I had sort of five years to sort of think about this and think about what it means. And so for me, it was just, I took that leap career change and just haven't looked back ever since. And that was so 16 years ago. And that was, that was a, that was a leap, but there was like a bit of, it sounds like a, a slow dip into the pool of, of non-profiteering. It was a leap with a long runway. With a long runway. I love that. I love that. That's, that's really special. And what, how during that time period that you had that long runway, like what are, as far as your thinking or processes, like, did things shift or change? I think, you know, the, this was a, I, I did some volunteering when I was younger, not a ton. And then even I tried a couple of things as an adult, but it wasn't, it wasn't a regular thing for me. And so just sort of, you know, starting that volunteer process and getting slowly ingrained to it, it, it was just, everything just felt natural to me. Mm. And sort of, it sort of just naturally kind of shifted my mindset where, you know what, I'm enjoying this type of work more than I'm enjoying my regular day job, even though my day job was paying pretty well. Um, you know, and so just once that started happening, it just built momentum and everything was just a no brainer. And it's, it's sort of, you know, at the end of that five year period, it's like, yeah, this is, feels right. Um, I feel like I've just slowly, you know, the ramp was a, it was a nice runway to get me up that, uh, jumping off that ramp. And so it was just easy. And, uh, it just always felt natural to me. What, what advice do you have for, for young entrepreneurs or people that are in their, their mid career that are, that are looking to make a transition like yours or to, to shift from that corporate space to the social good space? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to get involved with something. Um, understand and sh- sort of either whether it's volunteering, serving on a board, go slow. Just um, make sure you are passionate about that sector first. Um, and it might take a while to, to really hone in on what sort of uh, types of organizations or types of causes you enjoy. But it's really important just to get your feet wet and just do all the little things. Be on the ground floor volunteering um, do some of the strategic stuff, all levels, because, you know, it's, it is quite a, quite a lifestyle change and quite a just shift in your mentality of, of what you're doing. So just get that experience first and, and make sure you have the passion. So I'm going to, I'm going to transition into, cause I'm super curious and, and want to learn more about rock. Can you, can you tell us about how the organization got started, where the name came from, and uh, what what y'all have going on? Yeah, so we are a, we're a nonprofit in San Francisco. So we serve a community in San Francisco called Visitation Valley. Most people have never heard about it. It's a very small pocket in the southeast sector, known for um, it's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of crime, and so as a kid, it's tough to grow up there. And so our founder recognized that this was, you know, a neighborhood of need. And, you know, actually prior to rock, she was working with homeless adult men and mm-hmm. she was trying to figure out if they had anything in common, um, which is hard to do. And one thing she did notice was that none of them could name an adult role model when they were kids. And so she thought, oh, you know what, 
I'm going to work with kids directly and I'll be that mentor and that role model and provide kids with opportunity. And so, um, she just sort of discovered visitation Valley set up shop in a, in a school there, integrated herself with the culture, uh, provided support during the school day, after school homework, help followed by sports, Saturday sports clinics, summer camp. And it just kind of took off from there. Um, I don't know how she came up with the name, but it's a great name and I just stuck with it. Um, that's not changing anytime soon. I think it's, it's a nice acronym. And so, you know, so what we do, we've, we've sort of grown organically over the years. We used to just do programs for elementary school, but you know, we now do, we serve middle school students, we serve high school, we serve parents. So our goal is we want to just completely saturate our young people from the time they're kindergarten all the way through graduation from high school with just high quality programs um, year round, you know, as much as we can. And if we do that, we believe that they're going to be successful with the tools they need to, to be successful in life. And now y'all are uh, an award-winning nonprofit. Yeah, we've, we've had our share. Uh, we are, I'd like to say that we're small, but mighty, you know, we've, we've sort of taken the approach of this community is so underserved that we haven't grown, um, anywhere else. And, you know, we've been doing this for actually it's, it's 25 years. It's our 20, 25 year anniversary year. Um, we've chose just to stay locally focused, uh, because we can have the most impact here, go deep, not wide. And, um, as a result, I think just, you know, the, the quality work has, uh, just maintained a high standard for what we do. And people have noticed we, we were fortunate that we got recognized by NBC's today show, um, back in 2010, we have a great partnership with, uh, you know, like the Golden State Warriors who've given us awards. And so, you know, we're just trying to do some quality work and it's, it's nice to be recognized every once in a while. And poverty is a major issue in San Francisco. How have you seen, or have you seen that shift and change um, in, in that space? And how does that impact your organization? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, we lose so many families every year um, because it's just not affordable to live here. And it's, and it's really sad. And, you know, even a, a layer above that is that as a nonprofit, um, you know, it's hard to keep staff. You know, I lose, I have so much staff turnover, uh, the line staff as well as managers, just because this is a real thing. It's just expensive to live here. Um, and so, you know, at the staff level, if we're having trouble, just think about families that are, you know, more on the minimum wage jobs or just struggling. It's tough and it's nothing new. I mean, we've seen this since, you know, my 20 plus years involvement, families are always moving. Um, what we can control is, you know, just giving those, our kids the opportunities so that they know that there's more to life than their current surroundings. And so we do that. We, we believe in broadening horizons, providing mentors and role models who, you know, have gone to college or who get good jobs or just give back so that, you know, that mindset of theirs changes so that, you know, when they become adults, they're going to be successful and they can break that cycle and they can make change in their community. How many kids are you serving at any given time? You know, throughout the year, it's about 600. So it's, it's quite a bit of, quite a bit of kids. And on a daily basis, it's, you know, it's not much lower than that. Uh, we have, we're tightly integrated with a local elementary and middle school. So we're doing full programs every single day for the entire student population. Do you go into those schools or do you have your own facilities? How does that work? Uh, 
For most of our work, you know, our, our specialty has always been sort of this active-based learning, sports, fitness, outdoor adventures, and stuff like that. Um, you can only do that for so much of the week. And, and we realized a long time ago, and our, actually this is what our founder realized, that you need to go and have the most impact by going to the, where the kids are, and that's the schools. So we've always set up shop inside the schools. Um, we are at El Dorado Elementary School and Visitation Valley Middle School, where we have a full presence there every day. And so I have staff that that's their home is the school location. We do have a small administrative office where uh, I work out of it, as well as a couple other operational focus staff. But um, yeah, for the most part, we are ingrained into the school culture. That's remarkable. Are, now, what is it that are you, are you doing with your background in technology? Are, are y'all doing anything technology oriented with the, with the kids or is it all um, outdoors activities? Yeah, we do a lot of different things. Um, I mean, of course, the outdoor activities is, is the specialty, but we do tons of enrichment activities. We'll do, uh, we have a music recording studio that we built. And so we do music production we have a partner that helps with robotics. We do, um, we've done coding, um, you know, anything just to enhance the experience and expose kids to something that they've never done before. So yeah, um, it's nice having that technology background. It just makes life a little bit easier. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Now, do you have any really touching stories or that show the impact that you've made on, on an individual or a group of individuals? I do. You know, as part of our 25-year uh, anniversary, I'm putting to the, together a series called Stories That Rock. And it's really these short profiles of mostly alumni who, um, and their story, you know, one to two-minute profile. So it'll be, it's going to be released on social media and our website. Um, the, the nice thing is, you know, in talking to a lot of these alumni, you know, these are alumni who are 20s, 30s, um, you know, they're adults now and they're successful. And I, I got to meet them a lot of times when they were six or seven years old. So I've seen that growth. Um, and so it's been exciting to interview these alumni and see their stories because it's a lot of just crazy things in their lives that I had no idea when they were a kid. One story that really sticks out, there was a, there's a young a participant named Joy. She started probably younger than she was supposed to, about six, five years old, maybe four or five years old. Um, you know, she went to every single program that we had. Um, you know, I interviewed her a couple weeks ago and, her, you know, she graduated from Sonoma State University recently. She's going to go get a master's degree. And one of the things that came out in the interview was that she was thanking me. And, um, she said that she's the re I'm the reason that she went to Sonoma state. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, you know, you, you've always been a good person. You know, we've surrounded you with a lot of, you know, good programs and, and different, different things. But she said that, um, she just remembers a conversation she had with me where I told her, you know, if you have the opportunity to get out and experience college and independence and go into a dorm and, you know, living on your own, you should do it. Um, and she said that's always stuck with her. And if I didn't have that conversation with her, she probably would have stayed the local route, gone to community college and, and you know, San Francisco State. And there's nothing wrong with that. With that. But um, she clearly gained a lot from going away and, and had some great life experiences. So, you know, we have tons of just anecdotal stories about that kind of success that you just, you just never know. And it's hard to capture that, you know, with surveys or, you know, just other, other metrics. It sounds like that's going to be a huge uh, testimonial 
for your for your organization. Where where do people find you online? Yeah, so Real Options for City Kids, you can either Google us or go to rocksf.org, R-O-C-K-S-F, it's in San Francisco.org. You know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of it. Um, and again, we've got this, uh, we're always looking for people to get involved. We've got stories at Rock coming up. We do corporate volunteering. We need individuals. And of course, financial support never hurts. So, so for your organization right now, you have your 25th anniversary. Are you doing an event around that or how is it just a social media campaign or what is that going to look like? It's a little bit of both. So we definitely, you know, I, I talked about stories at rock, which is a social media campaign uh, centered around 25 years. We have a big community event coming up um, October 5th that we're going to be celebrating and having families and kids there. We have more of a donor event later in the month in October. Um, and then just, you know, other than that, online campaigns and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's going to all be on our uh, website and social media. Beyond, uh, beyond just the, the volunteers and other pieces, are there any other needs that you have for your organization right now or that you want to share with our viewers? Um, you know, we, we do really well with corporations. And so a big example is, you know, we'll, do, we'll have a lot of corporations do one-time activities. We do so many uh, sort of carnivals and different things like that really good way for a corporation just to get their feet wet. We make it really easy. Um, in addition, you know, we always seem to have other, uh, non-direct service volunteering opportunities for professionals, you know, marketing, PR, uh, finance, anything like that. So there's, we usually can put people to work. That's amazing. It sounds like such a good community organization to get involved with. And your story is so inspiring that, that five-year journey from, corporate to uh to 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 rock in it for for the kids so uh, so i love that and i want to thank you so much for being here today and i wish you tremendous success in all of your worthy endeavors and uh and thank you again for all that you do yeah thanks for having me it was it's been fun You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know a nonprofit professional that I should interview, email me at bradley at growthexponential.org.